Welcome to the Is This Cinema Podcast, the film offshoot of the Popcorn for Dinner Podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Are we going to leave that? Of course not. <laughs> Why? Hello, 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 and welcome to the Is This Cinema, Jesus Christ. <laughs> is it my voice that is making you do this? Okay, that one can be a cold open. Okay, if he does it this time. Do I have one of those voices that only dogs can hear or something? What the fuck is going on? Oh, I, feel like should, I feel like I should feed him some, some beef. <laughs> a tiny, some drug-laced beef. Um, okay. Hello, 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 and welcome to this, this cinema podcast. The film offshoot of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. No, that is not Priscilla's voice, unfortunately. But you know what? I'm talking about Fincher today. So the boys have taken over. Yes, okay. it's boys time. <laughs> okay. And joining me on this male coup. Guys, it's Ibuka Unumani. Ibuka, how are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm happy to be... I'm, I'm on the podcast more and more these days. I, I wonder why that is. Because you have to earn your keep. <laughs> what kind of question is that? I wonder why that is. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about Fincher. I think... Banky is probably Fincher's biggest fan. I think everyone on the podcast is a big Fincher fan. So excited to talk about his latest film, The Killer With You, and give the man some more flowers. We have a whole episode already on our feed. We do already. To this might be the first time we're doing like two episodes on one on one filmmaker. Um, yeah, like I said, we're going to talk about Fincher. We're going to talk about The Killer. Before all of that, we're going to talk about our favorite Fincher film. So if you haven't seen The Killer yet, that's fine. You can listen to this and then come back to listen to us talk about the killer we're gonna also d- divide that into spoiler and no spoiler f- and spoiler free so don't worry um before all of that just quick admin on is this cinema everything's on, on the same feed but on is this cinema priscilla and jess have spoken about killers of the flower moon priscilla spoke about the taylor swift's eras documentary with Ibuka's friend who you friend. who you roped into <laughs> to doing this i'm sure he was very happy to do it he's uh, a big taylor swift fan yeah and on poker for dinner to Sosa. we've been covering gen v which has finished now season one we were covering invincible see episode two comes out tomorrow um loki as well the season finale comes out on monday um okay should we just go straight into the adventure yeah when yeah. i mentioned the adventure to you what what, com- what comes to mind so, guys, uh, yesterday, or a couple of days ago, Banky and I toyed with the idea of making this podcast because we went through hell and high water to be able to see the killer in cinema. It's These ridiculous are- how difficult it is to, to watch the killer in the in UK. You don't even understand. So, yeah, and we said we're going to try and do this. And Banky has always been a Fincher fan. And, you know, when you rattle off the films Fincher has been involved in, you're like, oh, yeah, I know that, I know that. But until, literally, this podcast came up, I myself did not know how big of a Fincher fan I was until I went to look at his filmography. Like I just keep on saying, my job is to educate. I'm on a, and I'm on, I'm on a mission to civilize. Yes, a mission to civilize. That should be our motto. But yeah, once I saw what he's been involved in as a writer, director, producer, I was like, oh crap. Because when Banky said, this is probably my favorite movie director working right now, I was like, hmm, that's strange because I wouldn't have thought that. But when I went through his filmography, I was like, hmm, maybe this is also my <laughs> director working currently. So yeah, like when it, when I think of Fincher, like you said, I just think of thrillers or the type of thrillers mm-hmm. that I like and like with really high tension. And I think Bankale spoke about this in one of our private conversa- conversations, not scared to show how fucked up human beings are or how evil people are and he's not scared of the dark places and if you want to be scared in your seats without seeing anything that's typically or cliche or scary in a cliche way fincher knows how to do that he knows how to build tension yeah i think i like fincher because he makes the movies that i i like he also has the benefit of having like maybe like 10 films so is it for me to say i've watched every fincher film i've not watched every scorsese film because no or spielberg or things like that so uh, yeah, I like Fincher. If you're going to be meta, I really like Fincher because like he's the kind of his directing style is how I would want to make stuff if I could. Like you might not know this because you haven't done the research. But after this, I'll send you all the videos <laughs> about Fincher. But like Fincher is like known as very exacted, but like not in okay. a not in a way that people hate him. Okay, right. I, I guess it could be argued if Robert Downey Jr. has survived his 
his tenure on, on um, what they call his Zodiac. But like he's very exacting. Like there are rumors of like, uh, you've watched Social Network, that yeah. first scene yeah. with Rooney Mara and, and Eisenberg is legendary 90 takes for that scene. So he spoke, he did that monologue, that almost monologue for, ni- for 90 takes. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Considering, but also Jesse Eisenberg is a psychopath. So yeah. he probably enjoyed that very much. So is Rooney Mara. Uh, but like, again, it's not like, obviously different coverages. So yeah, different. And sometimes maybe they're like, okay, cut. We, I'm not going to go through the whole yeah. thing. But yeah, he would have done most of that for, for 90 takes. But like, and Fincher's whole thing is like, I think even in like, for example, in Seven, he talks about how just a scene of Brad Pitt coming in and dropping his keys. They did that like several times. Because like his thing is like, he wants to, I mean, this is not, this is going to sound a lot weirder than it is, but he wants to break out the thing of you acting. So that if you, because if you do, if you drop your keys in a spot 15 times yeah. over like five hours, next time you do it is like, instinctive it's instinctive which it yeah. should be because every day that you come back home you do that so you're not acting like you do it you just it's instinctive so that's like that's Fincher's state um, but he's also just very like he's at the risk of digging my own grave <laughs> regarding how this podcast is run but like he's very like specific he wants things like my Damon tells this great story about how he went to visit Ben Affleck on set of Gone Girl and he's obviously my Damon, great filmmaker, so him and Finch are watching this scene happen. And it's the scene when they are going, I think, to the library, um, Rosamund Pike and Ben Affleck. And the scene is happening and there's meant to be an extra that walks across the screen. And he does it. And everybody's like watching that, watching Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike, obviously, as you should, because they're the stars. And Finch is just in his seat. He's just squirming. She's like, what the fuck? He's like, why would, why would anybody walk like that? Is that how you walk normally? And like, so like everybody is focused on like, and like he's focused on like the minute things. And he's like, that, that's, that's like, let me put this way, a Starbucks cup would never be left on the Fincher <laughs> set. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So that, that would never happen. And I, I just like, I like, I, I, I like that attention to detail. And I think it comes across. And I think it also comes across in the kind, we talk about this when we talk about Killer, any kind of people that he likes to make films about. He likes, he's very detail-oriented. He likes to write things about intelligent people, but not that in like, in, not like in the Nolan intelligent, flash intelligent people, yeah. but like intelligent people that like, are meticulous. Det- meticulous, yeah. that's the yeah. word. And that's, so, I don't know, I really like him. I'm, some of a trick that he has, which I tried to copy a bit when I did my show, film was like, Fincher's cameras don't move unless they need to move. Yeah. Like, he's not a girl. And again, you can have, like, James Gunn's camera, not to put James Gunn and Fincher in the same sentence, but James Gunn's camera is very dynamic. And that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that one is bad or one is good. But Fincher's camera, it, it always has this kind of, a word I used when I was talking about our film with my co-director is like, we wanted our, I wanted our film to have to have this voyeuristic feel. Yeah. And Fincher's film always had like, you're not meant to be, something like, because of the subject matter he does, you're not meant to be watching what's going on. Yeah. So like the camera doesn't move unless something has motivated it to move. And something yeah. you notice that like, if, if his camera moves when the character is moving. Yeah. And it stops once the character stops. So what I was going to say is like, that point you make about the character moving and it moving when the character moves. Fincher scenes or a lot of Fincher scenes are the ones where he's exact about them. It feels like you are, you, it has a contradictory effect. So you know when people move the camera, they do it to almost feel like you're in the scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when Fincher does it and the camera not moving and only moving when the character moves, it actually makes you feel like you're experiencing the scene more. Because you're like, it feels like you have a, if I can say 360 view or feeling of what's happening mm-hmm. in that moment you're not tied to the character where you're like oh shit like what's happening you're tied to the environment exactly you're yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the environment and thinking of what's happening all around you but yeah what you were saying about fincher and how meticulous and attention to detail he can be is another thing that i find interesting because bankoli is like this you know super super into <laughs> film and directors person and i'm very like very much the layman when it comes to two of us are on this podcast but i think fincher is a really good person for you to watch his films and figure out what you like in movies and what you do not like he he puts things across in a very simple which is interesting that it takes like 90 takes to do these but if you watch a fincher film it's very very easy to say oh i really like that camera movement oh this is how he created tension this is how he did this he Mm. does all this many many tiny details but to the layman it's very obvious and apparent what's he's doing is mm-hmm. like okay he's done this and i can see that's that's why he zoomed in here and it made the scene better like you you recognize his techniques yeah and what he's going will not, for. Will really he will not show you something unless he needs to yeah, show it ex- to you no he forces you to look at things yeah. he's like when he shows you something he's like basically holding your head like yeah like i this. watched i watched the 
the USA years ago, and I was like, yeah, Fincher will never do a close-up unless, like, he has to do that close-up. Like, it's important. To, yeah, yeah, like, he's not just going to do, like, random inserts of, like, oh, this guy's screwing on his phone. Like, even in, in The Killer, not the spoiler, but, like, when he screws on the phone, we see it on the screen. Like, so, like, yeah, he's, you're right. He's only going to show you things that are important. And when he shows you, you're like, okay, look at, look at this. Make sure you look at this, yeah. Um, before I asked you to do this podcast, is there a movie that you knew was a David Fincher film? Um, let me think. I knew Fight Club was Fincher. Mm-hmm. I knew Seven was Fincher. Gone Girl? Gone Girl I knew was Fincher, but only because of you. Like, I think at the time I watched Gone Girl, I didn't know it was a Fincher film. And then the second time I watched it, I knew it was a Fincher okay. film at that time. And I knew Zodiac was a Fincher film. Oh, okay. That's, then, that's basically half of his filmography. Some, something interesting was that I've always said Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is like, one of the best thrillers of all time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a Fincher film until very recently. And then, yeah, it's still one of the best. I think that's the only one I've seen once. And that's because I, not because of his quality, but like, I literally saw it for the first time, I think, when we're doing the first Fincher Finch, okay. episode. I watched, I watched every one of his films, apart from um, Dragon Tattoo, at least twice, maybe three times. Fair. Except Alien 3, which he basically disowns. So okay. like, that's fine with me. And Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I thought I was going to watch it for the last, like, just, I can't bring myself to watch that movie. Man. Curious Case of Benjamin Button is interesting. That's one film that, when Does I it? found out it was a Fincher film, You're I was surprised. extremely, extremely shocked. <laughs> yeah, like, I, just... I think the only one that I haven't seen, I haven't seen Mank, never mm-hmm. seen Mank, mm-hmm. but every other thing was like, oh yeah, that tracks, that tracks, that tracks, that makes sense. But Curious Case is the one I cannot. Choose. I mean, so without knowing anything about Curious Case, apart from the obvious stuff, Mank is the one film that feels like a deviation as well in that kind of realm but also it's like his dad wrote that script like okay. for many years and his dad was trying to make it and apparently I think his dad died around the time he was make he wanted to make Curious Case so like he explains why he would make something that kind of sentimental and about mortality and stuff like that makes sense um, so Mank is like and again Mank is like it's about not only it's about the film industry it's about a genius a creative genius who was probably on the sorry misunderstood and so like there are some connections to like Mark Zuckerberg in in social, in social network or whatever but like it it does feel the most like oh this is a bit there right you have like the, the serial killer thrillers and then you have social network curious case and and Mank um do you have a favorite venture then um I have two favorite ventures fi- so <laughs> go ahead. I mean, okay, yeah, go ahead. Do you, I, to, do you want to do yours first? Well, I don't, okay, I don't want to do my top three again because I didn't go back to two things. I didn't go back to listen to our episode in 2021 okay. and I also didn't go back to rewatch any Fincher film okay. for this guy. I didn't want to feel the need to like restructure my top three. Yeah. I think my top two, I would assume this is what I did in 2021, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like it, I'm secure in saying that like, Social Network number one, mm-hmm. Gone Girl number two. Okay. I, I think the more I think about Gone Girl, just the more I'm floored about how like that movie is so, that movie is so good. Okay, what's three? So three now could Zodiac is a movie that when you watch, you're like, this is a this might be a masterpiece. Okay. But it's not something that for obvious reasons I don't go back thinking about it. Okay. It doesn't like live in the social consciousness as much as everything. I think as a movie, I think what he does in that movie, the characters, the acting, everything, I think that's incredible. So so maybe Zodiac are three. Interesting. Um, but then you have like but then you have the classics. Fight Club and Seven are classics in my opinion. Okay. But I don't think I think Seven is better, probably better than Fight Club. Seven is a better movie than Fight Club. Is it? Okay. Jeez, I don't know, Trina. I don't know what three is. Okay, so like, I'm going completely sentimental. My top two are Fight Club and Social Network. Okay. But saying that is weird. I, I do agree with you that Seven is... When last did you watch Fight Club? I would say... 2019 or Okay, so you've watched it as an adult. Yeah. Because like... <laughs> no, no, because like... you. you you know, Fight Club is one of those movies that is greatly misrepresented yeah. in, in the world, like The Matrix, for yes, example. You're like, yes. that's not what the movie's talking but about. Th- but that's why, like I said, like for sentimental reasons. Yeah. I remember no, no, I think, I, think it's a, I think it's a good movie. I, I think what they want to do, they do it. It's just yeah. that those people have yes. taken it yes. to mean something. Like The Matrix. Of course. <laughs> they did what they wanted to do and they did it properly. But then we've taken now it's no we they've taken yes, it and like saying, meme. and I'm like do you guys know who made this movie like, like this is clearly it's not even a hidden veiled yeah. metaphor for what they were going through the transition that they were going through like what are you guys talking about <laughs> but yeah sorry that's the Matrix so, rant Fight Club and Social Network although I will admit like I did a couple of seconds ago that I do think as a film structurally and in terms of filmmaking and how the film progresses Seven was really good. Mm-hmm. 
I think first time I watched Seven, I thought it was overrated. But the only reason I thought that was because the talk around Seven was about how good the plot twist was, mm-hmm. which I thought was like at the end of the day a really minor part of the film. Everything yeah, else of the film. Was I think the plot twist there is really more amazing. who it is as yeah. the the actor yeah. than like the thing. Yeah, which is a thing because like the actor that should not be named didn't want like he didn't do any press for the movie. He didn't want his name like because it was like if they see Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, and X actor, then they're expecting me that, to show to be a big yeah. yeah. I I remember so. So why not I just talk about this now? I probably watched Seven, I can't remember, 2015, I feel like. It's a movie that I remember being, like, sick yeah. about the ending. Almost kind of like Prisoners. I was, that was a movie that I was like, I was like, oh, that Brad Pitt killed this guy. And I mean, spoilers. For, there'll be spoilers <laughs> for every feature film if you haven't seen it up to this point. I apologize. But like, you're like, Brad Pitt killed, and like, you're like, oh, this was meant to be the hero. Yes. This was the cop, dude. And like, so it gives you that, I was supposed to have that Fincher sinking feeling. And the good thing about Seven is like, you, like you said, the ending gives you that sinking feeling. But the film just gets, like, as the film progresses, it just gets grimier and dirty. Mm-hmm. And you really see the, in like you said, like, Banky always says this to me because he's like six months older than me. So it's always like, so it's always like, when you go and watch old things back, if you weren't there, you don't realize how revolutionary they yeah. were or how much they changed. But when you go watch Seven, you can really see how it influenced things that came after it that's in that genre. Yeah. When I, when I was social network? Uh, I don't know. I, I want to say it hasn't been two years. Within the last two years, I'd say. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, within the last two years. Yeah, that's another movie that like, I mean, we said this on the podcast, I also put it, so this is the revolution I take. But I remember when we first watched it, we came out in what, 2010? So I probably watched it in like 2012 or whatever. Back then, surely as Nigerians, were all like, oh, let's, let's exalt the billionaire. <laughs> it's so funny. Social Network, when Social Network came out, I watched Social Network completely as a biographical film. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, so this is what happened. Like, yeah. Word for word. I mean, even, like, yeah, but like, even that, everybody was like, oh, wow, Mark Zuckerberg. Like, oh, wow, like, this movie oh, is exalting him. So good. But now I watch you, watch you back 10 years later, you're like, oh, fuck it. Oh, the signs were there. You're like, oh, maybe this movie wasn't as harsh as it should have been. On, but see, the thing is, like, even now watching it, I'm, I find it hard to, like, I don't know. Jesse Eisenberg is quite Wait, to, how to separate or to, to hate him? Not to hate him, but just to believe that Zuckerberg is like that not in the evil way because yeah everyone can be evil but I just feel like Eisenberg is a little more charismatic oh 100% Zuckerberg 100% yeah yeah, yeah yeah but I, I, but at the same time I believe that Zuckerberg is a lot worse than he looks as a person <laughs> than he looks yeah so I'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah I mean Social Network is I think I don't know if Fincher ever make a movie as good as Social Network but he he doesn't need to make... Oh, 100%. I mean, because, it's about Get Out now. Yeah. You don't need to make it, yeah. Because Social Network is like probably a standalone type of film in his in his filmography. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. unless he makes something similar about the founder of like some other sort like something else. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't mean like... I just mean in terms of the quality. The I don't quality think you ever make film, Like, yeah. it's just a... So many things worked well for that movie. Like, Fincher and, gets to work with Aaron Sorkin's best script. And Aaron Sorkin, who I really love, and well, I've, yeah. I've died out in the last few years, but I really, really love him. I've said it before that I think I said he was my favorite writer. He's the one person that like, a Sorkin high, like the, a great Sorkin film will probably get me where nowhere else, like any other writer will get me. Because it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I don't know if I can still say he's my favorite writer, but I'm like, whatever, his best is very good for me. But yeah, so Sorkin is a very, and I know this because I accept it, he's a very like, mushy, um, what's the what's the word? Um, op- not optimistic. Optimistic is the wrong word, actually. Um, what's the word? Well, so when you're optimistic but stupidly naive, I, I guess. But like, anyway, he's like he's someone that let's say he believes in people doing the right thing. He believes that people will always that people can do the right thing. So like, if you watch the newsroom, that kind of stuff, that's soaking. Yeah. Also, Fincher is also. Very does dark. it yeah. he believes that everyone at the it's core evil. is rotten so that was a very good thing I feel like both guys were able to balance each other out and then you have people like Eisenberg Garfield who were just about to blow and who are great actors Rooney Mara so like that movie is just that score the Articles and Russ score yeah that scene oh which one the which roaring one, one. The roaring, okay <laughs> I was gonna say Garfield but the roaring one Jesus I have in my in my um, Articles and Russ stroke Fincher musical 
brain. I have that ruin because that entire ruin is silent. Yeah, it's like it's completely it music anchored. Yeah, it it and it's like it's so, so. So you know, there's ridiculous. there's a thing about Fincher where people say I think they said this about Seven and they say this about Zodiac where they're like, you can read his films like a graphic novel mm -hmm. without dialogue mm -hmm. and the way he shoots it basically tells you what every character is thinking and what's happening and how the story is progressing and that scene is basically him shooting music playing no dialogue like very minimal context to what's going on but like you get the you idea get the, you the, follow, yeah. the entire race of, yeah. of their faces yeah and then the second one in my brain is when um, again like, like i said spoilers for everything to him i apologize uh, is when amy kills desi and we like with the neck oh, and then the blood okay, and the I, way the I was talking I don't know about social network. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like who does social network? But, but yeah. like, the, the, and, the, and speaking of this, why I said like why I said yesterday about like Fincher shows you if you're a layman, Fincher is a good director to watch to know like what you like and what's directing technique basically because he has his things that he does and even the killer today there was a scene where we were, uh, it was happening in the cinema and I was thinking it was similar to the scene that Banco is referencing yeah, where yeah. it's like. There's something in the background musically building up. And like nothing has happened on screen, but you know something is coming because the music is building up. Okay, do. so I don't even know if that's the same thing. But there's, so there's a scene in The Killer as well where they do a trick. Okay. Like stuff flashing in and out. Oh, no, I, that's not what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> so it's stuff flashing in and out. And I was like, I've seen this in the Fincher film. I couldn't remember what it was. It is, it is when Amy kills the. Kills I'm just remembering it now because like it, like it go black and fading. And, okay. And then. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll remind me to say what's in here yes. when we get to the killer spoiler yes. spoiler section. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, he has two movies that came out. Um, so he brings out Seven in 95. He brings out The Game in 97, Fight Club in 99, Panic Room in 2002, Zodiac in 07. The Game and Panic Room. So The Game is between Seven and Fight Club. Fight Club and Panic Room is between Fight Club and Zodiac. Those are two very solid thrillers. But they're not like... They're not world beaters. They're not. Yeah. They're not game changers. So people forget about them. But like, they are movies that you can like. You can be like, okay, Friday nights. Let me just pull up a movie and watch. Like they're fun. They're they're more of is like they're not as like at points they get quite dark, but they, their resolutions are not as dark, dark as, as other US, other yeah. movies. Like they're more popcorn um, movies. So yeah, I think those. Again, I don't. I don't think he has a bad movie. At least that I have seen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Those. That's my guys. We we spent we spent like. 25 minutes talking about Fincher's movies and again like I said I didn't realize how big of a Fincher fan I was mm -hmm. but yeah thrillers everything this you is the his music videos behind <laughs> speaking of yes he, ha he has a lot of I was very surprised Bunkley was here when I found out that Fincher has a lot of music video directing credits he's done videos for Madonna Michael Jackson um, he directed the suit and tie video mm -hmm. by Justin Timberlake and Jay Z. So yeah, you I know, think I'm the one Grammy for that one. The, the duality of man. The duality of man. Um, the I mean, the tr what's the what's the word? The tr what can I say for this? I don't I don't know what the, the third version yeah. of duality <laughs> is. The oh god, this is terrible. Where did what, what someone won the dictionary? It can't be triality. The triality, <laughs> the trifectionality. I don't know trigonometry. Uh, whatever the the tripodial tripodal the trinity. The trinity of man. He's also involved in some works, yeah. really brilliant TV Yeah, shows. I was going to say, we can't, like, the, the truth is that, okay, maybe not the, no, I was going to say like, maybe this is, actually, no, no, I still think Seven and Fight Club are more associated with Finch and maybe Gone Girl. But a lot of people would know, have more people watched like House of Cards than, than like any of his like big Individual movies. Um... Like if how many people would I be like, oh, do you know David Fincher? And they're like, no. And I'm like, he directed Fight Club, or I'm like, he directed House of Cards. That's a good question. I think it might be House of Cards. I think yeah, House of Cards is pro probably more popular. I just than be like, he directed House. the good part of House of Cards. I think everyone has watched something of House of Cards. Just be like that. And I say everyone, like most people, has watched even if they didn't finish it or follow it as yeah. much as everyone else. Everyone's watched. I mean, he, I think he directed the first two episodes of House of Cards, and but like he was a very, very involved producer for like the first two seasons. He kind of set the ball rolling. I believe that he basically set the template for like how prestige Netflix looks. Yeah. So think about like from House of Cards all the way through to like Ozark. So even Daredevil, Bloodline, all those kind of like the look, there's a saturation of Fincher films have the yellows, the blues that kind of fell through what obviously Netflix have changed now and they don't necessarily <laughs> make this kind of shows anymore. But yeah, and then Mindhunter as well, like 
that one he was way more involved. I think he like yeah, seven episodes. Mindhunter so, is just so like that's why when I found out it was him, I was it like, makes sense. Yeah, it's just so yeah. typically like there's very few things. That's why I say like Fincher is a good director to say okay, this is my favorite director because it's very easy to say. Oh, look at this! Look at the dark tone of this scene. Look at the conversation between these two people. Mm-hmm. Look at the way the camera moves during the conversation of between these two guys. Or look at how look at what he's drawing your attention to. Look at how these characters are shot. It's very easy to say this is my favorite director, and this is why. And then if you go into something like House of Cards, it's like okay, same thing. It's like this is a strong, deceptive, evil man, mm-hmm. and look how Fincher is going to like. Not glorify, but like no, but show, no, no, yeah. I think opposite. Of, he's showing you how terrible yeah. everybody is. Yeah. How like showing you the depths and how sick he will go and how much scheming the guy can go. Like as opposed to someone like Scorsese, who will show you. As opposed, like excluding his later films, I'm just going to focus on the earlier ones up to uh, earlier, been up to like Irishman essentially. But like he will show you the highs and yeah. then show you the lows. Yeah. Let's think about God, Goodfellas. Like he shows you the highs for like. Two and hours, like, hmm, okay, and then like, maybe this the, is not so and then he's like, <laughs> he shows you the helicopter. But Fincher is showing that this person is terrible yeah, from, from the this, jump. Yeah. Like he shows you that Amy Dunn is a terrible person from the jump. Like he shows you like this um, Zodiac. What does that say about us? That, that I love. <laughs> I told you, I don't, I've accepted who I am, man. I accepted who I am, but I also, I also love Sokin. So it's the, again the duality of man. Because I say, what does that say about us? Because literally, House of Cards. I'll say this anyways. I like. Before I clicked play on House of Cards, I was ready to be bored. And then Sam Underwood kills a dog within the first five seconds. And I'm like, hmm. Was that his name? name? No, I think it was Frank. Frank Underwood Frank kills Underwood. a dog in the first five yeah, seconds. Like, let me sit like, yes, I'm sitting. Like, literally. Yeah, that meme of the guy playing the, the literally, pad. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, okay, let, let this politics show bore me. And then he strangles a dog on screen in the first. And I'm like, oh, okay. I am such. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I love Fincher's mind. He's the one person I'm like, as a, like, just. Because obviously I know he's not walking around like with a dark cloud over his head, raining every time. Like he's obviously someone that probably has fun, but like just the way that he's able to go to these yeah. kind of places, I, I really, really, really enjoy it. Um, but let's we go to the killer. The killer. Today's topic of the day. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the killer spoiler free for a few minutes, and then we'll go into our spoiler reaction. So again, to be honest, yeah, there are spoilers in this movie. Let me not say there's the spoilers was kind of straightforward. Yeah, spoilers yeah. are also kind of obvious. Yeah, yeah it's kind of ob- obvious, but. The movie starts with the killer. Uh, <laughs> the killer is directed by David Fincher, um, written by Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote Seven, um, and is based on a graphic novel series written by Alexis Nolent and illustrated by Luke Shakamore. Um, what do you think? I should say that we haven't spoken about. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we wanted together. We walked back and we did. We we're, we're, we're scared about everything. I was like, "Oh, I run out of things to talk about. Let me talk about Arsenal." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I can't think of anything else. Let's talk about the killer. Let's talk about Arsenal." But yeah, what do you think of of the movie? Spoiler free. I like the movie. I think it was different to a typical Fincher, or like, I guess the story, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. not like your typical thriller. It was more. Uh, I don't, know, I, don't Revenge story. I don't know if it's spoilery to say that, but it was more a, you know, a man who's been wronged mm-hmm. type of story. I mean, so, can't argue whether he was wronged or not. But yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was that was very interesting. But it has your typical Fincher beats. And I did enjoy the film. It was a nice ride. It was very straightforward. And sometimes a straightforward movie done really well mm-hmm. is really good. And like, as long as it knows not to overstay its welcome, which this film doesn't do, it wraps everything up nicely mm-hmm. and it progresses in a nice, straightforward manner. Yeah, I mean, I think I told you that it was impossible for me to not like this movie. Um, I don't think I love this movie. Okay. I think, and but I think one of those things that, again, like, this is so, I'm the worst person to do this because I'm someone who likes to think. Like, I'm the worst person to watch a movie and, and give my thoughts on it straight away. 30 minutes yeah. later, right? So, like, I I would want to think about it a lot and, again, like, like re- I'm not ashamed to, like, read critical reviews and just other people's thoughts on it but for now I'm, I'm not like it's not gonna be it's not gonna it has no chance of cracking my top three it has no chance of cracking my top maybe never my top five yeah, yeah. right so like that, that but like it's again I'm down to go watch this movie again but like you said it's two hours like I'm that, like I enjoyed I, there's some parts of it I really but I think it's, it's like as like I said I just think it's different because this film was never going to be able to I don't know if it's a bias but it was just never going to be able to stand with a Zodiac just because of the plot of was the Zodiac story. the movie you were thinking about the most during this movie no actually what movie was just that for thing? me it was Gone it Girl was, it was Gone Girl 
I thought about I was Gone Girl. Was yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it's is more Gone Girl. I think than almost any other friendship. But and I, that's that's a problem because like like we said, Gone Girl <laughs> is impeccable. Yes. So like it is more Gone Girl than every. Yes, it is more Gone Girl because even like the how do I put it? What can I use to describe this? The I want to say the soundtrack or the score at certain points. I mean, it's the same people. Yeah, trying to articles. It's really gone girl in terms of like when the when something happens and the music makes that. I can't make this up in my mouth. That that happens. That happens in horror films. And then gone girl when something bad was about to happen. I should say, if you're a fan of the Smiths. There's an yeah. added five percent, and I don't care, but I don't even know who they are. So I, that was lost on me. But I think if you're a fan of the, you get added five percent in German from, from from this film. Um, well, hundred percent. Look, I would say if you're listening to this, but I should go and watch it. It's on Netflix. What this movie is it too? I'm like it's my, Michael. I think Michael Fassbender is really good in it. Um, but yeah, he's an assassin that, that kills people. Um, yeah. Let's go into. Are we the, allowed to reveal like the plots? Is that part part of the spoilers or? Like, not, like just a general overview of what happened. But no, I think what you said is fine. Like okay. he's an assassin who feels wronged and feels yeah. like he needs to right those wrongs. Yes. Um, yeah. But let's let's go into unless you have anything spoiler free that you want to say before then. Um spoiler free praise. We already did that. Spoiler free critique, I guess. I love Michael Fassbender, but I feel it was a little bit wasted. So. Yeah. But like it's not, I don't think it's a role that requires Yeah, it was he was never going to do yeah, anything that I was yeah, expecting. I think it's just a movie that you do because it's fun and like yeah. but again, this could have been a bad performance. Yeah. So true. like yeah, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna this is not getting an Oscar. So like but yeah, I got and some of you mean. But it's one of those things that you just do because you enjoy the story and you enjoy the, the film. Some people come in to do like one scene and you're like, Oh yeah, you're a great <laughs> you're a great actor. <laughs> uh okay, okay. Okay, uh, spoilers. We're going to talk about spoilers now, guys. Okay. Please go watch on Netflix and then come back. Um, what didn't you like about this movie? Ooh. Or is that too hot? Is no, that no. a too hot place to start? No, no, it's a good, It's a good place to start because I think because of expectations from previous Fincher films, mm-hmm. it was very obvious to be like, oh, there wasn't enough good dialogue in this film aside from there's a scene with Tilda Swinton. The movie's basically a monologue. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't think I liked. Yeah. It's like there, there wasn't enough good dialogue in in this. It's like mostly into, like there's 30 minute stretches in this film where someone else speaks for literally one or two minutes. Like, yeah, it's... Which leads me to my next question. What do you think of the start of this film? The first chapter. <sighs> this is hard for me because I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, right? I like when movies start completely quiet and like the main character or whatever is like, going through his day or doing something yeah, and you yeah. have to figure out what's happening. It's not quite what happened in this film, but it was as close to that as possible because yeah. it was just him monologuing about how boring it is to do his job. Yeah. But yeah, the start does get boring. I'm I'm sorry. Like at some point you're like, something needs to happen because I'm... So I liked it. I liked the idea. But for me, and again, maybe I'm wrong. I was, I was like, okay, okay. I'm yeah, a bit. quicker, yeah. And it's funny, I don't know, I think it was the actual voiceover that annoyed me. Because I feel like if it was, it was quiet, quiet yeah. I'd have been a lot more invested Engaged, in it. Because you'd have to figure yeah, it out yourself. But yeah. But the, but the dialogue, and maybe he felt like, but two things, maybe he felt like he would lose people if there was no dialogue. I wanted, especially on Netflix. And we're trying to, yeah, especially, that's actually, especially on Netflix, and we're trying to put ourselves in Michael Fassbender's character's name, um, name, Headspace. He doesn't have a name, he has several names. Um, but also, whew, I was going to say something, but I can't remember now. Well, I guess we'll get there back the back there. The dialogue. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, that just, I don't know, it just, it took me out of it. And I just did it. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say, he literally tells her at the beginning of the movie that, that this is boring. <laughs> true, true. Like, that's his first. <laughs> you know what? And actually, I was like, I was you like, know what? Let's, let's actually give them credit. Because in some places, like maybe 10 years from now, they will call that genius. In the, fir- the first lines in this film, I am telling us, if you are not ready to be bored, <laughs> like you can't do you my can't job. Do this. So, yeah. so, I, so I was like, oh, okay, that's probably, like it doesn't change how I felt, but it does give an explanation to how, yeah. maybe that was like, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a bug. It he was a to, feature. Yeah, he wants to put us he, into yeah. his mind space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think from the moment he, Loses, misses the shots. Yeah, right. The film picks up. But I, was, I also think from the Dominican Republic is also good. Like it's good. It's a bit, a bit of movement there. 
But once he's in New Orleans. Yeah. And but again, that's because in Dominican Republic, in New Orleans, he's talking to other he's talking people. To people yeah. And in New Orleans, he's talking and he's to interacting other interacting with people, yeah. He's talking to other great actors that we know. Right. In 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 um I can't remember his name. Let me look it up. What the uh I'm not gonna say Charles Parnell, yeah. who is having an incredible two, three years. Like he wasn't top gun, then it wasn't mission impossible. Like so and he's playing almost the same role in yeah. all of them. <laughs> but like he's but going back and forth when you about dialogue, going back and forth with this one, I was like, oh, I, this is what I want. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what I was expecting or this one. Yeah, I'm so I understand. I think I understand the concern. I understand that, yes, this is, is a solitary endeavor where we're putting ourselves in in the character's perspective. And like you said, this is a boring job. You're not ready for it and you, you give up. But at the same time, I was like, oh, okay. I think the French bit was the hardest bit for me. Yeah, the start. Yeah. Definitely. Um, is he good at his job? Yeah. The one time we see, we see him try to do it. I mean, a lot of times he kills people because yeah. he's haunting them. But then he just to do a job, he misses. He has to be good at his job because he has so much money. And he has, that was, so my thing was like, he has to be good at it because he tells us and the movie tells us he's good at his job. And he's, like, yeah, he's the, the killer. Yeah. So he must be good at his job. And uh, it, that's who they sense for this billionaire business. Man. Yeah, so yeah. he must be one of the best at his job. But yeah, maybe it just goes to show you, you know. I mean, there are a few times that he was like, shit, like, I didn't plan for this. And I was like, bro, what's going on? Okay, real question, though. Did he have any reason to be angry? No, because, see, the thing is, like, that's his line of work. Yeah. And those are probably the accepted consequences when you fuck up. Like That's what Charles Bonneau's character yeah, says. That's the way you, what, the way, that's the consequence when you fuck up the way that he fucked up. Like, what were you expecting? Yeah. Like, they didn't do like, anything Ch- extra. Charles Bonner was so shocked because he was like, surely you're not, like, <laughs> doing what I think you're not attempting to do because it doesn't make sense. Like, he, he literally told him, like, okay, you know, like, you should actually be grateful that you survived. Mm-hmm. Disappear with your life and enjoy it somewhere. Like, surely this is foolish of you to try. Yeah. Because nobody was hunting him. The job was paid. Like, they were done. Yeah. So, like, so that's what spoiler alert and the other guy, the brute, had finished their job. So it's like, why are you, like, I don't know. He could, he could say maybe because they attacked the woman, but like she was there. She was alive. Yeah. She was between the eye and the prize. Like he felt, I don't know. He felt like he had to. Also, that's the thing. Maybe he felt like he had to make up for his fuck up by executing a couple of people well to feel like he still has it mm-hmm. and he's not bad at his job. I mean, I also guess if, if Charles Parnell is the actual head, which I doubt he is, but I, by him doing this, it means like nobody else is coming for yeah. him. But I doubt Charles Pernod is the actual, there's always, there's always a boss. There's always a, there's always a boss. Um, did you like the ending of the film? <sighs> yes, because I didn't see any other way it could have ended. It was straightforward. He got everybody and, you know, he ended up accepting retirements, which maybe he feels like he got the people who tried to get him. So <sighs> this might be, deserves- I think my, my love of Fincher gets in the way now. Oh, why? But I'm just like, Something should have happened to him. No, not even to him. It's just like, I, one, I too feel... happy. <laughs> yes. Yes, too happy. But also just like, I was like, it's expected. Okay, it's empty. Like, think about the way Gone Girl ended. Yeah. Gone Girl ends with this like, sinking Gone, feeling. Gone Girl really shocked me with the ending. That, that's one film that people talk about plot twists here <laughs> and there, but Gone Girl really shocked me. That I was like, oh, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's... Yeah, it. you get, like, like, there's that picture and, like, the smile. And I'm like, yo. So, I don't, like, I remember, like, even when he lets the guy go. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess he's doing that because he's he going by his sense of justice. Yeah. Like he thinks that guy wasn't really involved. So that makes sense. I was like, it just, it felt a bit too safe for me. Fair. Considering what Fincher, I know Fincher can do, which I guess was the problem for me. Because the ending, when the end ended, I was like, oh. Yeah, it was I don't straightforward, know I, yeah. fair. But again, I think that's my love of Fincher. Because anyone else gives this anyone, I'm like, okay, that's a good movie. But I'm just like, I wanted something to test me. I wanted to, I wanted to leave the movie like, Thinking just like about a bit something. sad, yeah. a, bit, a bit disgusted. Like, uh, I can't believe that that's that what happened yeah. here. Like maybe, yeah, maybe you should have. But I also guess like we never. He didn't even kill the dog. <laughs> when he was running away from the dog, which I was like, mood. I was like, you saw, I saw you laughing. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, because if you, when you guys see this, you get, if you've seen the scene, if you're listening now, you've seen the scene, but think about who he just beat up. <laughs> And he was running from a dog. And I was like, that is why he who shall not be named has banned XL bullies in the UK. 
By the way, for those of you who've been seeing the news and don't know what an XL bully is, that dog in the killer is an XL bully. Is that an XL bully? Yes. But he called him a pit bull. It might, it might even be a regular bull bully. So think about what the XL bully So pit bull, is that bully? No. Or the, bully is the, the bulldog. Like, the XL bully is like a, mod- a genetically modified version of the pit bull. Oh, like the pit bull. Yeah, so it's, by, okay. it's been bred to be extra strong and extra aggressive. That's an XL bully. So they're all pit bull variants. Oh, uh, okay. Is there something called a bulldog? Yeah, like a British bulldog. Those aren't as well, that's different. Yeah, okay. those are different. Those are like yeah, I said I was like, smaller, that looked like an XL bully, but I was um, yeah, smaller, like, uglier. Oh, I also knew I was about that life when I saw him at the show. I mean, it's, maybe this might be me overreacting. Um, giving myself to watch praise. <laughs> but I saw him at the show, I was buying meat, and I was like, I knew exactly what his plan was. Like I knew word for, and they started dropping like but, the night cool. I was like, I know exactly but, what you're doing. But you doing know here. the thing, the thing that killed me is that like when he, the first time he threw it, mm-hmm. and the dog didn't go for it, mm-hmm. I literally said, ah. <laughs> It's like, it's like oh, what are we doing now? It's like, ah, oh, God. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The ending just left me a bit like, I was just like, I, let's talk about Tilda Swinton. Her scene. Because I would have liked a lot more if Tilda Swinton's death was the last death. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a, that was a high. I, like, the I conversation the, between the two of them. Yeah. Like, Tilda Swinton coming in and just doing a triple double in like in like 10 minutes i, I get like, it yeah i get her. her that entire scene is probably i would say my favorite if not second favorite in the scene will be your favorite if it's not that it would be the fight the with, fight the fight was really good and i've never seen fincher do a fight you know what's funny is like when the fight was happening it was like oh is this fincher's first fight scene but then i was like when you think about it the fights in fight club were not bad either it's not like they were great because they weren't really fight scenes yeah but they weren't bad Either. But they weren't like choreographed fights. Yeah. Just people punching on people. Yes. Yeah. But this one was a really like this this fight would have been would be very at home in a good fast and furious yeah. film. Well, no, let's not <laughs> use this. let's use Mission Impossible or something. Let's use, I can use I can use Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, but this fight this fight was good. Mm-hmm. It was very good. It was really Wh- good. Which I still don't know how Michael Fassbender won that fight. Was, you know. I, I'm wondering how he won it. Like I understand how he won it because he's an assassin or whatever, but like that guy was fucked up. <laughs> and my husband I just like had like a black eye yeah. and he was in pain. Like, like no. you see that guy's face when, when the light came on okay, him. Okay, but see the thing is like Michael Fassbender, there's no way he escaped that fight without a couple broken To be fair, I think Fassbender was using weapons. Yeah, but that, that guy, guy was using his body. Did you see that guy's arms though? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah There was yeah, one 100%. punch he gave. You know the kind of punch that Neymar gave Mbaku in Batman? The time like, he threw him across out of yeah, the, no. into the frame. I was like... Like his... Like, that guy's ribs were broken in many places after that scene, I bet. Yeah, like, that, was, that was a really, really good To be fair, scene. though, I mean, we see him sleeping on the plane for the first time. So I think that was the, sh- the film being like, this, he's fucked he's, as well. He needs... Fuck, you know. And then he goes to the, he goes to the shower. I think we see that that's like, that taken out of him. Uh, but, you know, Tilda Sutton's whole thing, even that she tried to, like, kill him at the end yeah. and, and then he just shoots her I don't know I, I, I would have liked that that was the final I, I don't even see why it couldn't be it couldn't have been the final one I right? think obviously yeah they're like oh you're going you're going open up the ladder but like we could have made it work I just I don't know I think he did too much with the business guy in terms of prep okay for it's not to... and then he just let him go and I, I understand him letting him go because that's his his old moral compass or whatever I just felt like it felt like okay so the last high we were at was at the two and everything was just like a law and I didn't expect that. So, which yeah, I gave it, me, it wasn't yeah. like a big confrontation at the end. It yeah. was just, hey man. I, I really like that Tilda Swinton scene. I think it's so good. Everything about it. The, I think the best scenes, apart from obviously the fights and the scenes where he shares with other with people. people. Like everything with the interaction with the waiter, the <laughs> shots of whiskey, the story about the bear and the mm-hmm. hunter. And you know what? I, I will think about this over in the coming days because these kind of things are... Somewhat obvious, but also somewhat. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it again when it comes on yeah. Netflix. Like, yeah. I also, I also need to like think and get a correct explanation for what Tilda Swinton meant or what she was trying to tell him about the bear. Yeah, with that story. I mean, should we try and figure it out? Right, so, like, like, so, like, the, the first thing that comes to my mind is that is what I said before. Where he's not doing this for revenge; he's mm. doing this to prove to himself that he still has it, or like he's still can do it and you know he's not failed it by killing Hodges and killing her and he's gonna go and meet this business man yeah. and try but hey man that's you don't think it's because days. like he he likes the pain he likes like the pain of what of like because killing people but getting the, the, he's like the bear saying that the hunter is not really he's here not to kill killed, the bear right? yeah, he just wants to get fucked to by get, the bear fair enough he's like he enjoys the 
He enjoys splitting his soul by killing people. Yeah, or yeah. enjoys being under the thumb of the of people controlling him. I don't know. Maybe. And yeah, and yeah, maybe he's. I mean, I watch this again. Like I said, that way. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Like I, I, like I said, well, this is all true. Because I remember when really when he, he saw like her and he was like, oh, he said he, she looks like a cute blah, blah. And I was like, is that Lady Tilda Swinton? That's another that's <laughs> another thing I was like, uh, fully had done the, the guy who shall not be named thing. <laughs> because I was like, the movie tells us Kevin, like we know from promotional matter that Tilda Swinton, and the movie at the beginning with but, one of yeah. the Fincher credit scenes goes and Tilda Swinton. So when when she wasn't the lawyer. I was like, oh, okay. So she's yep. the cutie person. Fair. Like when she wasn't either Dolores or Hodges, I was like, oh, okay. And then it's building. I mean, again, I think I just worked it. That was the end. That was the last thing. I don't know. I I, tr- I try sometimes like not to look at the credits. So I didn't know it was going to be totally. What do you mean? The credits was like the first thing. Yeah, I know. The movie. So you turn off your, you close your eyes. <laughs> There's names there. So I try and like, just like, I don't know how to not, like, not read like them. Way too much stress. <laughs> not read them. I understand not going to research before, like, but like they're, it's right they're there. They're in the bottom left and you can just look <laughs> everywhere else on the screen to escape the credits. Any final thoughts before? Um, Final thoughts. I've missed Michael Fassbender. There's a number we could have this year. Really? Um, About the American Samoan team. Though we're like 90 and 0 in matches. American Samoa football team, directed by Taika Waititi. Interesting. Football team? Yeah. yeah, yeah. NFL? No, no, no. American, Nigerian, Nigerian football. <laughs> no more football. Like, no more football is like soccer? Are you, are you insane? <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait, what? What happened? Oh, he's executive producing the kitchen. I thought he was in the kitchen. I was like, what? I, I would know that. That's the Dana Kuria film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Next Goal Wins, directed by Taika Waititi. Interesting. Um, oh, Me and Taika Waititi. We'll start our beef again. What beef? A big. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Uh, anything else? Um, no, I missed Michael Fassbender. Great film. Fincher is back. And I think this film is going to inspire me to rewatch a lot of Finchers in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Would you have preferred to just wait for it to come out on Netflix and watch it on your laptop? No. I don't think I would have liked it as much. I don't think I would have respected it as much on my laptop. So. And People make it seem like I'm overacting, <laughs> but cinema is just better. And also, no, and also, not even to be funny or anything, like cinema is necessary for a director like Fincher, mm-hmm. just for you to appreciate what yeah. he's doing. Because it's very easy to miss things on like Netflix the laptop and the sound especially the laptop the people I know people watch films on their laptop some people watch on their iPads some are even depraved enough to watch on their phones so please don't do my that my entire house watches on their phones <laughs> Robert's not going to listen to this but I can see it and it, it do you know how much it stresses don't do that to, to, to any good director like they watch that everything on their phone <laughs> I, it, it, it breaks my heart every time like I literally told them like, you're breaking my heart please that's like so yeah you know I don't even watch trailers on my phone <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, that was a different thing. Should we do a quick rant about the about watching this movie and trying oh, to yeah. find tickets? Oh my god, Banky was even gonna there's Banky was gonna rant about finding tickets. Banky was going to rant about the the seating and the spacing of cinemas. So limited release, quote unquote, has never hit me like this before. Like, um Glass Onion was limited release, but that still yeah. came out on, in Glass Cine Onion World. Glass Onion was even in Cineworld. Yeah, that's what I was like, say. what are you guys doing? This is in Cineworld, Odeon. And I don't know why. Nowhere. I guess, I don't know. Like, I don't know literally, Netflix. like, The Killer is a film that I think could have sold oh, a Netflix lot of Oh, Netflix don't care. Okay. Glass uh, Onion was have, doing yeah. stupid numbers. Cinema theaters in America were like, please. Okay, fair. <laughs> like, this will really help us. Yeah, no, because what I think about, because, like, apart from all the films that, like, we promote on Bobo yeah, The Killer is one that's easy to sell to people. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. Assassin. Yeah. Like, that's the film it's everyone It's not Killers of the Flower. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, speak, and if this was Apple, Apple would have put it in. But Netflix will just come and subscribe. Uh, this is basically this is basically marketing for them. Hopefully people like us watch it and we talk well about it. People go, go and subscribe to Netflix to, to watch it. And Netflix, do they have other Fincher films right now? They should. I mean, they, they did Mank. No, but if they're about their bread... For this, oh no! So they did Mank, and I think when they're doing Mank, they put a few. Okay. So I think social network is there. They should do the same. Yeah, I think at least a few of the a few a few of Fincher films are there. They usually do that when they're doing with with a director. I'm sure, like in the next few weeks, Star is born. No, actually, Star is born is one project. I think so. They might not be able to get that. Fair. So, but um, please just put my straight back. So I went to Picture House, and no offense to Picture House. First of all, getting these tickets, it's so expensive. Watching movies is so. Look, I know I think watching theaters, but. 
we have seen World Unlimited cards. Guys, you can't no breathe. Free, you no can't free, breathe anywhere in the You UK can't actually can't breathe. No free sponsorship. So we didn't realize that just watching a movie in a picture house was this expensive. This is ridiculous. It's not people can survive like this. And the crazy thing is like, apart from different days with different prices, right? It's like different times. <laughs> Two o'clock is different from five PM, and I'm like, you guys, are, you guys want to kill me? And I cannot imagine paying sixteen pounds for a film that's neither IMAX, three D, one was like eighteen pounds. I think maybe it was Central or something. It's impossible. <laughs> I cannot pay eighteen. You're right. It's not. It's not. It's not even super screen, <laughs> and it's very not super screen. Like, <laughs> so we so we went into the we went into the, the into the theater floor, went into the living room. <laughs> I'm sorry, pictures. I I do respect it. I respect employees. Everything. This no. This is. I'm sorry. And first of all, this movie, this stuff is not like elevated. It's yeah. all basically on the same level. It's slightly very like yeah. this slide is like <laughs> it's like type of slide that you would not even know if the chairs were not there. <laughs> and then obviously now I have to start like figuring out where am I going to sit because I don't want to block people. I have never been in a cinema and thought about blocking people before. Ah, anyways, that's just that's my little rant there. Please, 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 please pull my strain. In can we, we need to watch my strain IMAX. They're going to put my strain in super man. screen, please. Yeah, but I don't want it to be like this. Because they already introduced Putin Simmons for it to qualify for, for Oscars now. It's just, just, please, just put, I, I want to watch Maestro on a big screen. That's interesting. Screen. If they didn't put Killer in many cinemas, I don't think Maestro No, no, this, gonna... this still qualifies. No, but I don't think Maestro is going to make it to Cineworld <laughs> or Audio. Anyway, um, final thoughts? I've already given my final thoughts. Are you happy it's that I forced you to watch yeah, the Killer I'm, in cinema? I'm, I'm happy because it made me, like I say, realize how much you like Fincher? I love Fincher. And realize what films I'm going to be watching for the next few weeks. Fair enough. And also realize the easiest director to use to preach to people to pay <laughs> attention to the camera. Literally. Yeah. Maybe, so. maybe my next time we're doing a Finch episode out of what Curious Case. Probably not. But and if maybe. you do that, I'll watch. Which one have I not watched? I haven't watched Panic Room. That's it's not the same thing. <laughs> Panic Room is fun. <laughs> Panic Room is a fun movie that you can even watch with a little bit of alcohol in you. <laughs> Curious Case is not that. Yeah, Curious From everything I know about Curious Case is yeah. sad. Curious Case is very sad. <laughs> it's kind of to, messed up. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I've avoided this movie for very, very messed up. I want almost 20 years. Yeah. I don't want to watch this I movie. I don't think there's a happy part of Curious Case. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that a point that him and Taraji are on the same age? Yeah. yeah. And Taraji is supposed to be his mom. Oh, <laughs> I thought she was his love interest. No. <laughs> No, she adopted him. Yeah. Oh, I that. thought Kate Blanchett was his mom. No, she, I, is that I, his I, love I, interest? I think Kate Blanchett is his love interest. Oh, oh, I thought it was mm, okay. But Taraji is like his mom. That's even worse. Okay, but isn't there a point that him and his love interest are around the same age? Yeah, there is a point. Yeah. So isn't that a fun part? Um, it's a romantic part, yeah, because <laughs> Brad Pitt is really handsome. But uh, oh, El Fanning played the young. That's how long ago this movie came out. El Fanning was playing seven. Um. Okay. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy to watch it. Like, I, I've avoided this movie for so long. Uh, and it's really long. And you know me, like, you know, when we, have, when we do episodes on stuff, I like to do my homework. Yes. So in fact, I've done two Fincher episodes and I still know what Curious but Case wants. You don't need to because, like, most of, the, you can tell the story of Fincher without. Yeah, case. yeah, which is why I'm like, yeah. Anyway, okay, let's let's wrap up. Let's leave here. Um, okay. Thank you for doing this. No thank worries. you to Priscilla and Jess for lending us the mics. Yeah. Uh, they don't know we're doing this. They're just going to see the episode out. Oh, Will Arnett is in that movie as well. Uh, next goal wins, yeah. Um, okay. Um, please, please check out all our episodes, all the TV shows we're covering right now. And please, please like and subscribe. Please subscribe. Please rate, rate as on well. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you very much, guys. We appreciate um, all ratings, even honest ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.